What up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I'm really blurry all of a sudden. Ah, uh, it was fine. It'll once your internet kicks back and you'll be good. How's everybody doing? Wow, here we go, episode seven, dude. Seven. Beers up seven, and seven coming off of some uh, major statistics that we, which we all know, I hate statistics. Um, yeah. But we found out a lot of you people are listening, so we appreciate that. Oh yeah, worldwide even. Yeah, like way ever worldwide. since. Yeah, ever since you put us on a whole bunch of different platforms, a lot of podcasts and streaming platforms that I'd never even heard of before. Um, what did we cap out at? Like six hundred downloads for one of our last previous podcast episodes, so something like that. We are currently sitting at, which will take not very long. We need to get. We are currently sitting at 606 all-time views. All right. 552 of those came from my Thanksgiving special. There we go. And then 12, Great. 12, 11, 10. Well, thank God people were only listening to that and not watching because that was the episode I had to do shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for are, that. Our YouTube views are not, uh, <laughs> not the same. Eh, well, yeah, it is what it is. Oh, speaking of listeners, I want to send a shout out to our one lonely listener in Keokuk, Iowa. So I was where I'm from. I'm originally from Waterloo. I want to send a shout out to my boy or girl in Keokuk. I know exactly where that is. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We've got people. Representing the home state, baby. We've got people in, <laughs> in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I went to college. Oh, Detroit, that's right. Michigan, yeah. And then a couple in the UP. No kidding. The fucking Upers All you up Upers there. up there. All the fucking we, Upers we up there, together. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. So we... uh. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess, uh, so Jones, what's new with you this time? Well, uh, usually we start with me, but what's new with you? Ooh, good question. Considering we did our last podcast, like, less than a week ago. <laughs> it seems to be a we're, uh, Oh, you know what? I should probably let people know that we are doing this one today instead of next week because um, we're both on leave next week. Yep. I'll be gone starting December 2nd, So we're gonna have this like will a, air. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And then... So we're going to have a couple week hiatus uh, because I'm going on leave. Jones is going on leave. <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Um, yeah, so we're going to put out another one now. So we can kind of fill that gap, yep. as it were. I'll be honest with you. Not a whole lot going on with me. I just finished uh, Warrior, the show. Echo, welcome, my guy. Welcome, Echo. Yeah, just the man, finished, the myth. Just finished Warrior. Um, that show's the movie. Holy shit, good. No. The, the show or the movie? The show. Have you oh, watched okay. it? The one, I've seen the movie. The one, no, you gotta watch the show. It's made by it was made by Bruce Lee, written for himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh my god, dude, it was so, so fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah. Other than that, not a whole lot going on over here besides going back to Michigan. Um, mm. in a few days, pretty stoked about that. What about you? When was the last time you were home? Like Michigan home. Mm-hmm. Because I know you just have the extended family up there now, right? Been. Now that your parents are down there with, in Southern Cali. Mm-hmm. That'd have been last summer. Wow. Maybe. Not this past summer, the one before, last year. So over a year. Yeah. Something like that. Because mm. families come out here and visit a lot, so it's hard to it's hard to get the dates down of when, when I did not go places. But it was, it was right. definitely last year. A little bit after... I got my job on base. 
So it had it been March right. or maybe May or June, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it'll be nice to. I'm sure it'll be nice for you to go back and see everybody. Yeah. What's been going on in the life of uh, O'Leary? Not a whole lot. I um, I took the first half of my DPE last nice. week, my duty position evaluation for uh, for BDOC. Um, for those of you who don't know military lingo, BDOC is the Base Defense Operations Center. Um, think of it like police dispatch, just for a bases, a local bases security forces unit. Mm-hmm. So I took the verbal, got an EWQ, scored a 95 on my verbal, and then I scored an 87. Well exceptionally well qualified, yes. Which is anything above a 90, essentially. Um, 75 is passing. No. 80 something. I think 80 is passing. 80 is passing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends but anyway. Case, yeah. And then, um, well, and that, so the test is usually it's a 50 question verbal test over all facets of everything from entry controller to patrolman to BDOC. There were surprisingly few actual BDOC related questions. Yeah, a lot a of lot it was of... patrolman. Really? Because, yeah. And the reason they do that is because as a. BDOC controller, I need to know the ins and outs of everyone's job. You're honestly supposed to be, you're supposed to We're the subject matter experts. patrol to, um, to like lead patrol, maybe police one or yep. something. Get all that down. Mm-hmm. Maybe do flight line. Get all that down. Any mission you have on base yep. before your controller, you're supposed to do because they're calling you for the questions. Exactly. Who's police one? Oh, and they, and they even because asked BDOC me, um, chief. They even asked me a couple of confinement questions. I they started off with three straight confinement questions, which thankfully I knew the answers to. Yeah. Because um, just working up in BDOC as an alpha and just kind of being up there, you kind of pick up what some of the confinement guys are are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because we do have some inmates. Yep. Oh, uh, nice. But that's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that. But so funny story. Um, I completed the verbal for both the BDOC portion and the alarm monitor portion, which is hard as hell. Yeah. The advanced alarm system is just confusing, <laughs> yes, it right? Is. And I have well, and the other thing is I have no prior experience with it. I have mm. prior BDOC experience, but in my last base when I did that, we had a dedicated alarm monitor mm. who was a senior airman or a high speed A one C, whose sole job was to do that. I never had to deal with that, right? So yeah. that was the hard part. I I was able to score an eighty seven on that, which is better than I thought I was going to do, to be honest. Um, but then, so you take your two verbal portions first. And then I go up to the desk and I prepare for a practical, which is a um, they run some exercises on me just to make sure I know the basics of how to dispatch patrols, how to uh, read the alarm priority response matrix, how to uh, coordinate with building custodians for alarms, uh, how to run our QRCs, which is our quick response checklists. Those are um, detailed checklists for any and all Everything, scenario that anything might, that would ever yeah, possibly happen quite literally like anything and it's basically to to, yeah. yeah so and the reason we have those is it takes the pressure off of us to try to remember step-by-step processes and procedures for everything we just grab our qrc it has the checklist already right there for us in laminated sheets so i can take a dry erase marker make check marks which are all the not, way down so i make sure i hit all the highlights which are not always right way to do things i will put it that way <laughs> we, well, we yeah, came in a so checklist in turkey that had been updated <laughs> like 20 years so a bunch of the a bunch of the bdoc controllers we all sat down and we were tasked to uh-huh. to help rewrite them so we all sat down we wrote the shit out of them we're like this doesn't make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. this is stupid this is stupid why am i funny you should person? mention that 
funny you should mention that when I was uh, practicing for my BDOC practical, um, obviously one of the big things that we do is a bomb threat, right? Oh, yeah. which, so, which means you need to be able to set up cordons, you need to set up traffic control points, you need to set up, you need to be able to evac buildings. But I noticed that this is like a three page checklist, right? Oh yeah. And nowhere on the first page and a half does it say to call EOD. I know. Right? Like, I feel like the very first first call should be to the explosive ordnance disposal guys. Yeah. You know, so it should. But be. Yeah. So it's uh, the QRCs are more. We use them to just make sure that we hit the highlights, and yeah. everything is getting done. Now, the particular order in which you do them, it's up to the controller and how they want to do it. But yeah, anyway, so all that. Is. Yeah. Absolutely. Phone calls might have to so, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, oh yeah, the notification the notifications y'all are getting called last. Yeah, you kidding I'm sorry. me? It says call this person first. You, it's it's two o'clock in the morning. You're not gonna answer your fucking phone anyways. Right, and I don't have time to waste listening to your phone ring. But no. anyway, all that all that to say is I went back up to the desk to wait for the um our stand of Al instructor to come in and do the practical portion. Well, it turns out that for the Advantor test, the very first task you have to complete. And it is the only critical step in this entire Advantor process is you need to be able to log on. Oh, really? And, and I had no idea. And it was an oversight going all the way up past my flight sergeant and up to my flight chief. Yeah. None of them yeah. knew or just forgot that I need to preemptively go to our ESS guys and get login credentials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. One. Yeah, I had no, I had no fucking clue. It's nowhere in my seven nine sevens. It's nowhere in my task lists. Mm -hmm. Had no clue. So when the uh, the instructor comes in and says, "All right, log into Advantor," I go, "Uh, what?" <laughs> and she goes, "Use your login credentials and log into Advantor." And I go, "I don't know what the hell you're talking about." Now, she should have, and she would have been well within her right to just fail me outright mm -hmm. because I can't complete the one critical task on this test oh yeah but w as soon as she found out that uh apparently nobody going all the way to my flight chief was tracking that this had to be done she was like okay get your credentials we'll try again on monday so That's tomorrow nice. <laughs> so i'm and gonna I'll, go in er I'll... i'm gonna go in early tomorrow get my credentials and then tomorrow night sometime i'm gonna sit down and do the practical portion of the test which is honestly i'm not that worried about it's the easiest part to me i don't just, They're just hey, gonna throw the book at me. Do your job, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Not memorize it's all this much, shit. Don't tell me. It's just do your job. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The trick though is, is when they throw like seven alarm activations at you all at once, you don't have enough patrols to deal with everything at one time. So you got to mm -hmm. prioritize which alarms are more important. Um, you gotta you gotta find a way to work around that. Um, they're going to throw a lot of stuff at me over the course of a significant period of time. So I can remember where are all my patrols? What's everyone doing? What step of the, of the building clearing processes are we in? What have you? And then sometime during that, they're going to throw in an in-flight emergency, right? Yeah. So I got to coordinate with fire. I got to coordinate with the tower to find out where this aircraft is. You blah, 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 blah. My favorite thing about those is though, once you dispatch fire and they get on scene, they take over. Yeah, about my it. job's done. <laughs> Once they get there, that's about, that's about it. If they want to adjust my cordon, cool. They do what they want to do. Yeah, and if you, you fire, have like a fire chief is the man. Any kind of um area. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, anybody guarding anything, it's like, hey, person that's in charge out there, or flight chief, 
do this. And they're like, do you mean, or the, like I've had it before on QCs where I was out and I was like the area supervisor or something. And the, the guy was uh-huh. like, I need you to do task X and they're supposed to do Y. I'm like, all right, cool. Doing task Y. <laughs> and they're like, Dodge. right, right. You, actually, you help, you help them out that way. <laughs> oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. Or uh-huh. they did it. To, they did it to me during my QC too. Yeah. Yeah, you help you help a brother out because in real life, that's what we're doing. We're all here to make sure that this happens correctly. Yeah. So at, yeah, at the end of the day, the the controllers, I mean, the people on the ground are gonna make a lot of the decisions. The controllers there to write shit down. Right. All people. Yeah. That. Yeah. Once everybody is set up in their position, depending on what the nature of the situation, my job at that point is just to record times, locations, notifications for our blotter entry. That's it. Yep. I become a glorified secretary at that point. You know what I did when we were um, we were going too much information in the mission stuff in in my not, but excuse me, it's fuck skunky ass beer. <laughs> um, right. I had a, a a staff sergeant. He showed me. He would take a piece of paper and he would um, put a line halfway through it. So he's got long ways, right? Mm-hmm. He put it halfway through, and then he would put. Um, two lines to make it six. So yeah, if yep. you have X amount of things going on, you just write it down each one in each block. Then he would flip it over and he'd write the other stuff down to each block. So if you have, you know, s- seven or eight things going on, it's all on one paper and it's all organized. Because I have a, real, right. I had a real big problem with just writing everything down on a paper and being like, what the fuck was this? What did this mean again? There's a time. Right, I have no right, fucking right. idea what it means. <laughs> yeah. And if it was like a, obviously the checklist, you can write on them and shit, but. But yeah, that the squares on that paper saved me so many times. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. I have a slight I have a slightly different way of doing it. Um, where I basically turn my paper into a like a college rule um with margins. I create margins. So I'll have initiation times in a small margin on the left, and I'll have termination times on a small margin on the right. And then in the middle is where I have any and all um, information I need to put down for that sp- specific scenario. And as soon as that's done, I draw a line under it, under it, and then I can do the same thing beneath that. Interesting. That's with, smart. It, with its own initiation times and termination times. A and lot of the times, too, like that. you can – pro tips for any anyone out there. I'm not going to say please dispatch because what you guys do is way more fucking hard than what anything <laughs> we've done. But – um. Anyone else out there listening, like, organizing your shit is by far the most important thing. Absolutely. By far. Yeah. Um, before we get into the, the daily topics and all that, I'm going to shout out a yeah. couple things. One, my mouse will work. We are now on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on. Well, I'm waiting for the email back from from Samsung Podcast. Mm. Um, we're on Amazon Music and Audible. Trying to figure out how to find the Audible one. We're on Google Podcast. Um, we're on Deezer, Stitcher, Pandora, and TuneIn. I'm out of fingers, damn it. Yeah. So if you want to <laughs> listen to us, there's a way. When there's a will, <laughs> when there's a will, there's a way. There's a will, there's a Absolutely. way. Absolutely. So we appreciate you guys. Um feedback and everything too so make sure you email if you're on any of those platforms um outside of twitch and youtube which we can see your stuff real time make sure you email us at doublefeedpodcast at gmail.com 
No caps, no spaces, no squigglies. Exactly. Um, If you have any ideas uh, or you want to contribute to the podcast in like in ways like, oh, we we want to see this debate topic next week or here's some funny videos for your guys you yes yeah, you some, some you laugh you lose submissions Insane. our boy echo has already sent us sent that sent us some cool submissions yes, we appreciate that and um yeah like and subscribe and all that shit but o'leary for those that might just be be uh tuning in for the first time how's uh how's this shit work yeah, so uh, we always list our daily topics. They're on the left side of the screen for you guys that can that are watching. For you, those of you who are listening, we have six daily topics we're going to do. We just completed topic number one, which is the what's new with you. Then we move on to on this day in history, which usually ends up being like on this week in history, usually something like that. Um, and then we are introducing a new category or a new uh, topic this week, we are going to go through some Darwin Awards. Now, for those of you who don't know, Darwin Awards are the awards given to people who have either died or killed themselves in stupidly hilarious and unfortunate ways. This award, it's not an official award, but um, it's a play on Darwinianism, which is uh, survival of the fittest. So obviously these people weren't fit and they died. But this was the inspiration for the Spike and True TV series, A Thousand Ways to Die. Um, That show is also based on this concept of the Darwin Awards, which is just unlucky ways people have died. Then we're going to get into our favorite game called Don't Get Me Started. I'll explain more about how that works when we get to it. Then um, we move into topic number five, which is our debate topic for the week. Um, we have a lot of fun with this we do. and, uh, it's, it's getting increasingly difficult to come up with debate topics. So if people have some sort of funny, um, debate topic to do, um, if you want to submit that to us, that'd be great. Uh, and then we round it off with our, you laugh, you lose section, which is us basically just finding funny videos, either on TikTok or YouTube or Facebook or wherever. This is where we would like to get our fan submissions and our listener submissions, because the more, um, videos we find or that we get submitted that we haven't seen before, the more genuine our reactions will be. Um, and usually, you know, at least one of us has never seen these videos before, but it'll be more funny if both of us have never seen these videos before. Yes. So, um, also, You Laugh, You Lose is usually accompanied by a punishment for the loser, which is another thing I want to highlight for this week. We are finally catching up on some punishments from previous sessions. We are. So, I, I we will Kim get to in. that. Yes, and I got my uh, poster that I need to hang up behind my head starting next week, so I'm going to unwrap that live and we're all going to see what sick, twisted idea Jones came up with. <laughs> so, yeah, y'all are in for a treat today. For those, so, yeah. uh, for those podcast listeners, um, if you want to watch live, it's on twitch.tv slash mm. um, podcast. The YouTube is podcast. Pretty easy. You can go through, watch, and everything. That way you can see the You Laugh, You Lose. We're going to cut off after the debate. Uh, mm-hmm. so, say our goodbyes to you guys and then we'll we'll keep going for the twitch and the youtube audience um but if you do want to see that stuff hop over find our youtube page find our our twitch page and go watch that stuff 
after that, uh, you want to do some history? Let's do it. All right. So we're doing something slightly different since we're going to be um, taking some time after today. I decided to round off the month with on this day in history, the 27th through the 30th of November, uh, partially because there's a bunch of really cool things that have happened the 28th, 29th, and 30th that I also wanted to highlight that I probably otherwise would not have been able to. And plus, there's not a whole lot of interesting things that happened today. Um, so, starting off, there actually was some cool things that happened today, just not very many of them. First and foremost, I want to highlight the birthday of the voodoo child himself, one of the kings of blues rock, Jimi Hendrix. Born on this day, 1942. Wow, I didn't realize. Didn't realize he was that old when he was in his prime. That can't be right. Maybe that's it is. crazy. Wow. He was born in the 40s. I'd never even. Well, he, what he died in the 70s, right, or 80s? Yeah, but it also says here that he died at age 27. So the math doesn't add up there. <laughs> it does not no <laughs> well either way on this day jimmy hedrix was born also on this day in 1895 was the establishment of the nobel prize um originally drawn up and it was the brainchild of alfred bernard noble the swedish chemist engineer and industrialist who oddly enough invented dynamite <laughs> dynamite and other more powerful explosives the nobel peace prize Ironically enough, is named after him, and it was established on this day in 1895. All right, moving on. Let's see. 1973, uh, the U.S. Senate voted overwhelmingly in favor of Gerald R. Ford's succession to the vice presidency. And let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, on this day in 1942, this is the most French thing I can ever think of. The French Navy, instead of, in order to avoid German seizure of their warships, destroyed or scuttled 73 of them. That's the Jeez. most French thing I can ever think of. And then ask yeah. America for more? Yeah, right. Or just let us show up and, or have Great Britain take over the naval side of things, especially in the Mediterranean. Also, in, oh, going back a little further, my dyslexia kicked in. In 1924, on this day, the first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which was kind of cool. It was held in New York City, and it became an American tradition, especially known for its huge balloon floats, which were introduced only a few years later in 1927, and it has never looked back. It has been a, a Thanksgiving staple, always appearing in TV, on TV the morning of Thanksgiving. Uh, started in 1924. Uh, 1919, the Treaty of something. How do I pronounce that? New outlining the post-World War War, World War I peace terms for Bulgaria was signed between Bulgaria and the Allied Powers. Uh, let's see, 1874, the first president of Israel was born, Kaim Weizmann. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Not sure. And we're going to go back even further to 511 A.D. Clovis Dang. I, king of the Franks and ruler of much of Gaul, which is modern-day France. Um, he was a major factor during the trans transformation of the Roman Empire into what we know as Europe. Uh, he died in Paris on this day. Moving on to November 28th, 
Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. 2012. This is a little bit more recently. But The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, was released in theaters. Peter Jackson's adaptation of J.R.R. Tolkien's first book of the Hobbit trilogy series. Yeah, let's see what else we got here. Uh, American comedian and actor John Stewart was born on this day in 1962. This is interesting. 1961, the first black football player to win the Heisman Trophy. Ernie Davis of Syracuse University won the Heisman Trophy in 1961. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, on this day in 1960, Mauritania declared its independence from France. Mauritania is a small um, country in Africa. Don't ask me where, because there's a lot of countries in Africa. If you're a listener there, thanks. I appreciate that. Right? Happy uh, Independence Day. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, ooh, this one's interesting. 1919, Lady Astor becomes the first woman to sit in the British House of Commons. Now, fun little history tidbit, tidbit for you. Lady Astor is the wife of famous industrialist John Jacob Astor, who famously financed the building of the Titanic and was on the maiden voyage of the Titanic. And he was also infamously accredited or uh, accused, rather, of being the one that convinced the captain to um, push the boat's speed through unsafe waters to try and uh, get to New York faster. And it is widely kind of acknowledged that it was his suggestion that caused the Titanic to be going too fast for conditions and crashing into the iceberg and thus sinking. So Politicians, kind of an interesting, husbands, am I right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Some things never change. Yeah. So he financed the Titanic and then caused it to sink. And his wife, Lady Astor, in 1919, sits in the House of Commons as the first female to do so. Let's see, what else do we got? Oh, on this day, or tomorrow, in 1820, uh, Frederick Engels was born. He is the infamous co-author of the most evil text ever written, The Communist Manifesto, with Karl Marx. What else we got? What else we got? Oh, yeah, 1582, uh, a famed English poet, William Shakespeare, was married to his wife, Anne Hathaway, not to be confused with the actress of today. Let's see what we got in November 29th. The architect, in 2008, the architect who designed the Sydney Opera House, Jörn Utzen, uh, died at age 90. Let's see what else we got. In 2001, George Harrison of the Beatles dies of cancer at age 58. Moving on. <laughs> There's a few more. Oh, on, uh, on that day in 1832, American author Louisa May Alcott was born. Uh, she was known for her children's books many of which I read, to include Little Women, which unfortunately I didn't read. Great book, though. And November 30th. Uh, Barbados, which is an island nation in the Caribbean situated 100 miles east of the Windward Islands, gained its 
gained its internal self-rule in 1961 and achieved its full independence from Britain on this day in 1966. So, good for you, Barbados. Um, on the 30th of November in 2018, George Herbert Walker Bush, our 41st president, uh, he died at the age of 94. Good old Herbert Walker. Uh, let's see. In 2007, on the 30th, Evil Knievel died. Evil Knievel, the famous motorcycle stunt performer. Let's see what else we got. Aha! On the 30th of November in 1982, Jones, can you think of what famous pop singer might have been born at that time? In 1982? 1982. Hmm. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, this is when this person released his most popular album in 1982. Oh, Michael Jackson? Correct. Michael oh, yeah. Jackson, he released Thriller, which became the best... That became the best-selling album in the world and won a record-setting eight Grammy Awards. Holy crap, I had no idea. <laughs> like, I knew it was the best-selling album. I had no idea it won eight Grammys. And also, in 1979, British rock band Pink Floyd, who also has, I think they have the fourth highest-grossing... No, it's the third. Yeah, the third highest-selling album in the world. Uh, but they released their... 11th studio album called The Wall in 1979. Mm, good album. Yeah, that was a good album. Let's see. You saw on 29 November? Ah. I'm on the 30th. I'm on the last day. I'm before toward the you, end. Before you go to the 30th, on this day, 1129, Year Unknown, Echo the Protagonist was born. <laughs> two days from now happy early birthday echo happy birthday echo and in 1874 sir winston churchill was born the prime minister of great britain during the second world war and the uh, the famous rallier of the british people during the battle of britain and so on and so forth and finally the last thing I want to highlight, and very patriotic, in 1782, Britain and the United States signed the preliminary articles of the Treaty of Paris as part of the Treaty of Paris, which is a collection of treaties which effectively concluded the American Revolution. So, boom. And the 30th of November, 1782. That's pretty crazy. I didn't know a lot of that, honestly. I didn't either. That's that's Thank you to Encyclopedia Britannica. Everyone always knows, <laughs> obviously, the uh, our July Fourth and, and and all of that. Seventeen seventy six, the signing of the Declaration. But yeah, it wasn't yeah. until seventeen eighty two that we officially. Which is crazy. That's a long time. I don't fifty think years in school, honestly. Nope, had no idea. What the fuck school? Seriously though. Um. So now we go on to our news segment. Yes. Uh, this, the Darwin Awards, we are replacing our What in the World section, which was kind of a quick rundown of some, um, some news articles and some news headlines. Mm -hmm. uh, but we didn't really flesh out that idea. 
It, um, it seemed just too heavy for the podcast because we're true. we're doing a lighthearted we're trying podcast to keep and I'm talking about trying to keep it and, funny and and shit. So why why would I keep doing that? We will get. I haven't done one this week. I want to make a, a a segment for it again, but we will start doing the hero um, of the week. That's right. Which will be first responder, military. Um, hopefully next one. But yes. That, All right. The Dolan Awards. For you now. Explain how we do it. Yes. All right. So we will both kind of take turns reading some funny Darwin Award um, submissions that we find on the Darwin Award website. And we're just kind of going to roast them a little bit. Yeah. I got a good one to, yeah, to start. All right. Start her off. So I'm on the DarwinAwards.com. Are you on that website too? I am. Uh, 2022. So that first one, steel MacBook armor. <laughs> I was going to start with that one. Damn it. <laughs> All right. So it reads, you're wearing body armor in a dangerous war zone. You spot a loose MacBook. You need a MacBook. Where to hide it? Mm. With quick reflexes, a Russian soldier slid that laptop into his chest armor pocket, <laughs> replacing, <laughs> replacing uh, a his ballistic plate. Vest. He was killed in Irping. Uh, his body was retrieved, providing a hearty laugh for all of Ukrainian instant karma. They found, they reportedly found a stolen iPad as well. Wonder where the iPad was hidden. Probably in the rear plate. <laughs> I would assume. I hope he didn't put it in the front plate. That'd be hilarious. Can you like, admit- why would you? Why would you even bother or even consider taking out your plates? Well, and that's that's funny. You should mention that because I wasn't even aware that the Russians had ballistic plates based on what i've seen in the news about a lot of them having just like cardboard inserts with duct tape and shit it's maybe oh, he, it's a travesty maybe he doing. put that in there was like probably better than plates <laughs> little did maybe. he know you sneeze on an iphone that shit breaks right Can't and it did not it did not stop the bullet <laughs> no. oh man that's what funny what do you uh, let's see okay here we go this one's pretty funny. In uh, back in April nineteenth, this forty-six-year-old guy breaks into a um, into a store, like a grocery store, and he's in the back room and he's getting thirsty. So he grabs a bottle of water off the <laughs> shelf, gives it a tug, and causes the entire shelving unit to collapse on him and kills him. <laughs> that is the definition of instant karma. Like, well, and I don't know if he was drunk or I don't know why he thought he just had to rip the whole case of water out, but to have that many shelves fall on you and it was all captured on CCTV. I want to see that footage so bad. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> like what a dumbass. Uh, that one's going to be on America's home video. <laughs> Ew, that's kind of dark for AFV. I don't know. <laughs> You gotta tell the kids he died. Can you? You're that thirsty. Yeah. Well, he broke into the place, right? He did. Yeah. So for some water, are we still in fucking COVID? People are breaking in, trying to steal water right now. Didn't think there was a bottled water shortage. I knew there was a toilet paper <laughs> shortage, but uh, do you drink bottled water? Oh, or are you? I a do. Tap? Yeah. No, I'm not a tap. I am a straight bottled water. Unless I have, so my parents have a purified water spigot, like a dedicated purified water spigot mm-hmm. next to the sink. And that's amazing. I love that water. But since I don't have that in my apartment, 
No. Get yourself a Brita. <laughs> that guy, you know why that guy died? Didn't have a Brita. Didn't have a Brita. <laughs> Get a Brita, bitch. All right. All right, what you got next? All right, I've got... Hundred twenty four steaks seek less annoying housemate. A homeowner in Montgomery was fed up with a snake infestation, but instead of calling a professional, they opted to smoke the basement with burning coals on the basement floor. The coals started <laughs> a fire. That... He did what now? <laughs> he put coals in his basement. Tried to smoke out the snakes, which probably did, but it also burned his whole house down. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, what a dumbass! There's a pair of these. Apparently, no one was injured in that one. Maryland's Maryland has a snake problem number two. There's two people with snake problems. January nineteenth, twenty twenty-two, authorities uh, making a welfare check in Pomfret found David Ritson been excuse me dead alone Breathe, in his house. Dude. <laughs> uh. Also, except for numerous species of snakes, some venomous cobras, rattlesnakes, black mambas, and a giant python were among the oh. 124 serpentine residents still living in the house. These exotic snakes were kept in beautiful habitat closures, but evidently one disgruntled serpentine <laughs> had processed confinement. Autopsy confirmed that he died of an accidental, accidental snake envenomation. You'd was, think that a guy that owns... It... <laughs> there's, there's no, 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 no. He was trying to, he was trying to wrap it up and use it like a, like a pocket pussy, <laughs> a pocket snake pussy. No, but seriously though, a the person who has, oh my god, I should have brought that up. No, you'd think that a guy that owns venomous snakes would have like a whole bunch of anti venom on hand. Like, is that too common sense? Well, when he's for that, a person who owns snakes that close. To orgasm i don't think he thought about it <laughs> <laughs> oh man Ugh. No, don't fuck snakes kids the snake bit me in the dick it's weird that there was only one there's only one <laughs> that's my favorite yeah okay well so it was due to a snake bite it's not like he tried to autoerotic asphyxiate himself with the python around his neck and just died that way that, no, that was hilarious. that was on thursday that was that was oh. <laughs> That's what he had scheduled for later in the week. Yeah, they found his pocketbook and <laughs> various oh my God. erotic snake activities. Alrighty. Well, the next one I got is going back to last year. In California, which doesn't surprise me at all, in Berkeley even, a small fender bender on the highway resulted in both guys getting out of their vehicle and arguing with each other instead of, you know, staying in the safety of their vehicles because they're on a highway. And... A third vehicle who apparently just had no self-awareness whatsoever, probably texting on their phone. That motherfucker was on his phone for sure. For sure. Ran into both of these vehicles and killed both the guys that were road raging at each other. Yeah. That's Moral of the story, funny. kids. Moral of the story. As I say, a lot of these are instant karma. <laughs> Don't. Don't road rage. Don't get out of your car, especially on the highway, especially if you're in the middle of the highway. Don't do it. Or Karen on her Tinder profile is going to come over and run you the fuck over. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's It was probably some college student who was texting about their weekend plans or whatever, because apparently this happened at 1.30 a.m. Oh, now, that motherfucker was drunk and texting. 
I don't know because the the award, the Darwin Award says that alcohol or drugs do not appear to be a factor, just a lack of common sense and awareness. Which I think is just a, a nice way of saying, I was texting, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Should be illegal. I see motherfuckers all the time and right? I want to get out in Road Rage too, but I can't. Or Karen's going to hit me. So... It's like All if right, you say you Karen next? in the in the mirror three times fast, that's gonna happen to you. Um that one's a little too long. This one's also pretty long. Alright, I for a dead guy. Uh student pilot um was allowed to solo in his in his Cessna. On the solo flight, um the twenty three year old decided to buy a different plane type once he had no training in at all. Uh, for the majority of the rears, they're not pilots. There's a bunch of shit, a bunch of rules. Um, his West Houston flight instructor pointedly told the 23-year-old, hey, don't fucking do it, man. And the old said, hold my beer and watch this. Oh, no, not a hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> he had to fly a plane in that train. He had to fly at night, and he had to fly with an overcast ceiling of 900 feet. Three strikes, and... He out. Um, the flight began at 7.30 p.m. and lasted f- about four minutes. The private plane's transponder was not functioning, so the airport wasn't aware. Um, the plane was missing until a friend looking for him wandered into the airport the next day. The wreckage of the private plane was identified deep in a heavily wooded area. And unfortunately, there was four strikes against Solomon. Two bodies were found in the wreck. The foolish young man earns a Dar- Darwin Award for breaking four rules of flight. And the foolish friend earns honorable mention for choosing to participate in the dangerous situation, too. So he got up. He yep. said, I'm going to go fly this plane. His instructor's like, okay, yeah, fly the one you've been trained on. He said, no, 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 no. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to buy a new else. one. Daddy bought me a plane. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I'm going to fly this one. The instructor's like, good luck. Money can, money can buy a lot of things. It cannot buy common sense. No. Which, coincidentally, is... um the theme of my next submission this one is literally called the pinnacle of stupidity a <laughs> japanese a japanese guy decided to hike mount fuji with normal street clothes while live streaming his entire ascent where he died <laughs> yeah okay Mount, crazy. Mount Fuji, it's the highest point in Japan, right? It is snow-covered 11 months out of the year, right? It's freezing up there. It's not something you just go, I'm going to just try and climb up there with the clothes on my back. Now, and funny enough, uh, he even said, and I quote, I wish I'd brought heat packs. I wish I'd brought heat packs. <laughs> he literally said that. and <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, his, Darwin his, Award to this guy. His wife for, like, why didn't you pack that? I doubt this guy's married. <laughs> no, that's why he's not married. He stopped packing shit. Oh, my God. He's like, the one fucking time I got one. A religious man, Pastor Sean, right? He's boating on a lake um, with his friend up until his boat began to, to founder. A word I'm not super. Um, it began to take on water. Ah, founder, taking on water. I'm not in the Navy. 
other boaters on the lake called the Sheriff's Department on the Friday afternoon. Shortly after 2 p.m., they were safe on land again. Crisis averted. They kissed the earth. Good to go. 39 thought it was a evidently one or more of the same. He called a friend to ferry him back out of the lake so he could rescue the ship in distress. Without Wait, say that again? So he was like, hey, I, uh, I want to go save my ship or my boat. So we're going we're gonna to go out there and we're going to ferry it back. With no life jacket again. Around 5.30, tried to transfer to the little boat and actually capsized it. <laughs> <laughs> that had Dumas. To been, that, that had to have been a big boy. Um, Not so easily jumped from one boat to the other, especially when it's firing. Now poor Sean was definitely in the drink. For sure, the buddy tried to save him, but was am- unable to pull the pastor out. Why uh, was he unable to get the pastor out of the water? Because it's super tricky to heave a body into a boat. It requires strength and practice, and the sailors don't grab a hold of the life vest. People don't have handles. Well, that's not necessarily true. They got love handles, but they're for some uh-huh. other activities. Uh, can't swim, thinking. If you try to rescue with that life vest, can't do it. Are you thinking God helps those who hobble themselves? <laughs> Oh, it's indeed a Florida man. Reluctant to the stereotype, yet he was indeed a, a Florida man. Oh, that was that was a Florida man story. Oh man. Yep. So the man, so the the pastor's like, I could walk on water. Go get Not my sure boat. I, I sure it works that way, Pastor. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> it works that way, man. All right. Hey, did you ever hear? of the book called The Thrill of the Chase, written by an eccentric millionaire named Forrest Fenn, where he literally buried $2 million in treasure somewhere. I think it's like the Rockies or something like that. You ever hear about that? Uh, No, I had not. Well, this is a real thing. It's a book called The Thrill of the Chase. Okay. And in the book, there are a series of clues that you need to decipher that eventually lead you to the discovery of this buried treasure. Well... Um, apparently 350,000 people have attempted this. Nobody found it, at least to their knowledge. Mm -hmm. And this one guy, this is our Darwin Award submission. This guy thinks he deciphered all the clues. So he talked a 65-year-old acquaintance into him, uh, acquaintance of him, into joining him on this treasure hunt. And in February, they go to Dinosaur National Monument. Oh, it's the Colorado-Utah border okay. up there in the mountains. That's supposedly where this is hidden. Um, they brought almost no supplies with them. <laughs> Got to the location that they thought it was at. Six-pack and a hope and dream. Didn't, right. Didn't find anything. Got lost and almost died. Almost being the key phrase here. They, they were found. Uh, oh, excuse me. They were fortunately found just in time by a search and rescue team who brought him down the mountain. Now, you would think that would be the end of the story, right? But no, the the thrill and the allure of treasure can't keep these guys away. So a month later, these guys try again in January. With no supplies? Again, bringing hardly any supplies with them. This time, this time now, they did try to rent snowmobiles. 
but okay. they got lost and disoriented again. This time they died because it was in the middle of the pandemic and all of the search and rescue teams were in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of the search and rescue teams were in quarantine. These guys, and also I, I need to note that these guys were warned before they went up there the second time that search and rescue teams were not going to be out. Yikes, so that's crazy. <laughs> out of all, out of all the things that the search and rescue teams got to be afraid of, COVID was number one. Apparently, <laughs> not the bear. Well, see, and why would why snakes. would you go looking for treasure in the winter when it, you're in the snow covered mountains? And chances are you're not going to see any of your waypoints, right? I, I have a feeling they do meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably do some kind of drugs. Yeah, well, and this guy's last name was Sexton. At least so. he's warm doing his meth while he's walking <laughs> out there with three teeth. He probably, yeah, he probably froze to death. He grabbed, he grabbed a bar, a, a jar of moonshine, and a little bit of meth, and walked up the mountain trying <laughs> to find it. This is my. I swear I'll get sober after this. All right, do you want to do one more piece? One more. All right. So, Reiner poacher killed by elephant and eaten by lions. <laughs> oh, hey. The elephant uh, trampled and lion digested poacher had illegally crept into a national park in Africa um, trying to make some money killing a rhino for his horn, right? <laughs> some rhinoceros species suffer recent extinctions and are endangered, trashing our irreplaceable planetary home um, for the Darwin Award, blah, blah, blah. Humans are turning this planet into bloodthirsty something I can't even say that word abattoir abattoir as we slaughter species for the, the killing rhinoceros especially barbarous alright here we go the target animal is drugged until it can't move and the horn is hacked off of its infant, innocent face and the large mammal is left to bleed in agony and fear oh it just I guess he did. That's all it says. So I guess he did this. He walked up, drugged the fucking rhino. Elephant comes by, steps on his ass. This is a perfect storm of what and the then fuck. lions come by, like huh, free meal, and eat him. Wow, this is that sounds like something out of Ace Ventura. That does sound like something. <laughs> <I'm asking. laughs> Stepped on an elephant and then eaten by lions because you wanted to be ballsy and go after a literally a running tank with a horn in the front. Yeah, and I bet you he. It's what if it was Ace Ventura in there? <laughs> Remember he's getting burnt <laughs> out of the rhino. Oh my god! Ace Ventura, the the guy gets out of the rhino costume, trying to study rhinoceros. He's like, "What the fuck did my horn go?" He looks over. There's just like a pancake of a dude getting eaten by lions. You're like, what the fuck? Alrighty then. Alrighty. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, I got a last one, and this is the perfect example of a Darwin Award. This guy in Maine, a 65-year-old in Maine, uh, was found shot to death on Thanksgiving. However, it was later discovered that he had booby-trapped his own house and accidentally set off one of the booby traps, which was a handgun rigged to a doorknob that when the door was open would shoot the gun. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. And apparently he completely forgot about it. He said, you fucking liberals never get my money. Tell you what. No, it's the, it's the dude that like had the that. gold. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Same guy. Uh, apparently there were other booby traps installed throughout the property with the confidence of an idiot savant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now he was in Maine up on the Canadian border. So he is way up there. No, he's basically Canadian. He's basically Canadian. And, uh, yeah, he wanted to protect his family jewelry, and he decided on this DIY approach, which involved a handgun, some string, some sort of setup, and a door. He's at Thanksgiving, and he's got that one fucking, that one relative's like, <laughs> you're so fucking poor. He's like, nah, I ain't fucking poor. I'll show you. He hobbles up the stairs, goes into the room. <laughs> That is the definition of a Darwin Award. That is the definition. What an idiot. Yeah. I What an idiot. I love stupid people. Not in the fact that, gives, that I actually like them. The fact that they just make life that much better. I'm not the most that intelligent gives, man That the gives world, meaning. But... That gives a new meaning to the term Maine Coon. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with the adorable cat. Yes. All right. Going back to the old home screen. So the next segment, if you'll explain this real quick, I have to use the restroom. Oh, really? Down that beer already, huh? Yep, pop over to Duncan. All right. Oh, what happened to your camera? I'll fix that real quick. All right, well, as he's doing that, um, our next segment is one that we like to play called Don't Get Me Started. This is a fun game that we've been playing. Um... And the idea is, is we will give each other an innocuous uh, topic like escalators or, you know, ice cream trucks or something like that. But then I will tell you, you either love it or you hate it. And you have to the other player will have to instantly go on a minute long rant about all the reasons why they either love or hate this particular item that they're given. So, for example, um, if your item is uh garbage trucks and he tells me i love them then i i would have to come up with something like oh i love garbage trucks you know because as a kid i loved watching them uh they take your trash away so i don't have to do that you know that kind of stuff so you just go on but a minute seems like a long time when you got to come up with reasons off the top of your head especially if i give the other player a topic that i know they really like but i tell them they have to argue for the opposite so it gets really difficult that way. Yes. And and way more fun, though. Way more fun. <laughs> Let me hit that. Way more fun. All righty, Jones. Are you ready? I am. Do you want to go? F- uh, you went first last week or did I go first last week? I did go first last week. All right. You want, yeah. I'll go first, though. I've got some good ones for you here today. Uh, how about you give me my dislike? Your dislike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, cannot. It make it. It'll make more sense if I give you your like first. All right, I'll take my like. Okay. I guess. you love, you love your prostate exams. <laughs> Hit that timer, boy. I wish I had those glasses and everything on right now with that beard. I had a good one of those uh, from last week <laughs> or the couple of weeks ago. Oh my god! Yeah. No. <laughs> I just thought of a good. All one. right. All right. So I, I do like being a prostate exam. You know why? I'm trying to stay cancer-free, baby. 
so what if I get anal sex all the time? Am I? It's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. It is what it is. <laughs> but my doctor. There's a mental picture. <laughs> my doctor's okay with that. Um, in all seriousness, I do really like them. Um, nothing like a man sticking his finger up your butt uh, and tickling around in there real quick. Accidental orgasms are okay there. You know, sometimes I got accidental orgasm when the girls stick their finger up there, but, you know, it's just something different about a doctor doing it. But keeping men cancer-free and maybe getting them off every once in a while. Accidentally. Accidentally, of course. Thank you, doctors who do prostate exams. Oh, my cheeks hurt. (laughs) When I asked my doctor where I should put my pants and he said on the chair next to mine, that was not the answer I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a finger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to touch your prostate, boy. That's a big finger. (laughs) Tell you what. Oh, yeah. I'll give you your like now. Luckily, you and I both have about 10 years before we need to start getting our first prostate exams. At least, right? That thing must be 50? Yeah, it's it's about, no, about 40. Ooh. Oh, about 10. Oh. oh. We got another decade. You Luckily. Know, my brothers and my, my cousins make fun of me all the time because they're like, you don't, you only got a couple of years and you're going to be 30. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> By hearing that made me feel even worse. Yeah. You think that, yeah, there's not much more to look forward to after you reach like 25, (laughs) but this is something to dread. First prostate exam. Yeah, I do it most of the time. Anyways. um, Anyway. Something you absolutely love. You love playing Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yep. Send it. I love playing Dungeons and Dragons because it's a game that lasts forever, right? You find a good group of friends, you raid some dungeons together, you get together once or twice a week. It's a fun event. You get to look forward to it. And, you know, the game is just the method of bringing your friends together. Um, the games are very complex and involved. You get to create a really cool character. And, uh, yeah, you get to explore and experience battles together with your friends. And like I said, it can last, it can last months, some of these raids, or it could last, uh, a single sitting, but yeah, the, uh, the ingenuity and the, all the strategy and stuff and the backstories and the lore that for the characters that you get to develop, it's very in-depth and it's very fun and it's very, uh, very entertaining but like i said it's also just a good way to get together with your friends and play some games a couple times a week i think that's the best <laughs> i've ever seen like, just bullshit oh my god <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen you bullshit better than that oh my I god you took a breath I... that whole time that was great dorks and dragons dungeons and virgins oh my god you shut your whore mouth all right <laughs> i'm about to play my first one soon you're about to do one? Yeah, I'm pretty excited actually. Oh my god! When I was in a when I was in nerd, Kirkland, fuck yeah, yeah. I'm also bigger than everybody else, so suck my dick. <laughs> Are you um, kidding me? the The average D and D player has probably never even seen the opposite gender's genitals before. I ain't the uh, I ain't the stereotypical. 
<laughs> You're the fucking unicorn there. Um, the unicorn here, yeah. Um, yeah, we're about to, about to play. I'm pretty excited. But in All Turkey, right. I got a bite to do it. And I always wanted to and never got to. Who knows? Maybe it'll be fun. Maybe I won't hate it. I don't fucking know. Who knows? Maybe for all the reasons I've given, you might actually like it. Who knows? <laughs> all right. So, your love was the prostate exam. Okay. Right? Your hate is nutting during the prostate exam. <laughs> Why couldn't that be my love? <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely hate it when you bust a nut accidentally during your prostate exam. Hit it. No time to think. Go for it. All right. (laughs) So you've been embarrassed at a physical, right? When you're a kid going for sports or or something like that. You have the the girl, the doctor, or the male doctor. You pull your pants down and bend over and cough, right? Now imagine that about five times worse. Only five, huh? Yeah, not not too much worse. Depends on what your wife does with you at home. But, uh... Yeah, imagine about five times worse. You're sitting there with the doctor, and uh, he, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm I'm vaseline my my finger up a little bit, and I'm gonna go in there. Just be prepared. I'm gonna count to three. He goes one, two, sticks it on up there. You go ah, right, and just splurge no recovering everywhere. from that. Is there? There's no. You can't go back to that doctor. <laughs> like, I you can't go back to that clinic. Yeah, there's no there's no going back to that clinic or anywhere else again. At that point, I hope I die. I feel like it's one of those situations where it might be a good idea to just preemptively go in there with a condom on. <laughs> just in case and you won't make a mess, you know? <laughs> or you, or you like, you, you only pull the back of your pants down. You don't pull the front of your pants down. Uh, no, or you just go in there like, like, like uh, kids at a urinal and you just fucking uh jeans to ankles or <laughs> that's probably what it usually is all over the all over drop, the operating table the yeah <laughs> i wonder that how many require... dudes are actually orgasm to that oh i'm sure a ton uh, i bet it's hilarious oh be... <laughs> oh god that's gotta be awkward yeah no all right what's uh came for someone three inches deep in my asshole <laughs> Three knuckles deep. <laughs> All right. Um. Ooh. Oh man, I'm uh, tearing up. <laughs> Mine's not as funny as that. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. It's more personal. Oh great. And you know what? You absolutely hate the University of Iowa. Fuck you. And go. Oh, come on. Okay. Well, especially this year, I got a lot of reasons to hate the University of Iowa. For one, yes, they have the highest paid and longest tenured coach in all of college football, but he is well past his, um, I don't even know what I'm talking about. He needs to, he needs to be fired. I hate the University of Iowa because they stick by the same horrible offensive coordinators, the same horrible coaching staffs. They've got great teams every year, but they're prey to their own horrible coaching. They need to get rid of Kirk Ferentz. They need to get rid of Brian Ferentz. That whole dynasty just needs to get removed. Not only that, I'm not a partier, and the University of Iowa has a big reputation for being the number one party school 
in the country. So we've got a bunch of dumb high schoolers going to the University of Iowa, just partying it up, getting a horrible reputation, and then just not producing anything worthwhile to society. Just a bunch of gender studies and dance majors. You know I've never heard in my entire life? What? I'm from a party school, University of Iowa. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? Never yeah. heard that. No, it's That's Arizona stat- State, Central Michigan. Um, no, based Florida on statistics, I statistics that you hate. Yeah, okay, maybe there's... it was maybe it was for a specific year. Maybe I can't remember, but I remember at one point I read that the University of Iowa was the number one party school. Because Florida country. State's always been up there, Arizona State's always up there. That's yeah, their probably. Whole, that's their whole marketing campaign. Is you want to drink? Just come here and drink. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I did mean every bit of what I said about the coaching staff. (laughs) But that's beside the point. All righty. Are you ready for the would you rather? I am. All right, Jonesy. Would you rather, whenever you are in a vehicle of any kind, you can either only listen to opera music or you can listen to no music at all? Oh, I'd 1 million percent rather not listen to any music. (laughs) Opera is the only music I don't like. That's the really? Only genre. I like every single other genre of music except for opera. So a 13-hour car ride, you're telling me you wouldn't you would rather listen to absolutely nothing. I'd rather crash into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather stuck start my M4. I'd rather do literally anything else than listen to opera. I'm sorry. I know that um Pavarotti's a phenomenal singer, and I, I, uh-huh. I get I get where people are coming from when they want to listen to him. But it's the most boring shit I've ever listened to. It's like opera is the equivalent of watching paint dry. That's the Oh, I disagree. Oh, I disagree. So bad. Intricate storylines with beautiful vocals being sung over an entire orchestra. Yeah. You You're know, telling me that's boring? Yeah, it's so boring that Abraham Lincoln paid someone to shoot him in the head when he was there. <laughs> Okay, he was not at an opera. He was at a theater production. Big difference. Which is going to be an opera, I would assume, at some point. He was, no, like, it you was gotta theater, take me like, like Shakespearean like Shakespearean opera. He said, you got to take me out before act Or a Shakespearean the, theater, the real theater. And John Wilkes is like, <laughs> Mr. but Mr. President, I don't I don't want to do this. He's like, you got to take me out before the opera. Man. I can't do it anymore. I, I can't. Yeah. Fuck All right, I'm so sorry. Jones hates the classic fine arts. Good to know. No, I love classical music. <laughs> I like fine arts. This is classical music. It's not classical, classical music. It's it is classical, classical. It's an orchestra. No, no. You know yeah. what? You know the only society that got what I would say opera right are the fucking Swedes and the Vikings. The Viking music is the closest thing I would say that I like. That's op- opera esque. When they're doing their their war chants and music, it's not even opera. That's the closest thing to it. That is nowhere. No, that is not even anywhere close to what opera is. I also hate musicals. I can't stand Uh, musicals. uh, Musicals horrible. You're a horrible person. Musicals give me (laughs) anger. I see musical anger automatically. This man has clearly never seen Les Mis, which is the greatest musical ever made. Good music. Uh, Good. Oh yeah. Good show. The music would make it way better. If they didn't sing, if they didn't sing, yeah, it would make the, the show like one million percent better. I just well, okay, like... well then, okay, there is an old movie with Liam Neeson and Uma Thurman and Jeffrey Rush. Uh, it's a 
movie adaptation of the musical Les Mis. So it's a legit movie just without the singing. Let's see. I would watch that. It's a good movie. You should watch it. Yeah, like I said, uh, Liam Neeson, Uma Thurman, and I think Jeffrey Rush plays Inspector in that Javert. One? That's the new one. There that was a new singing, one like in right? 2011. Yeah, so that is a true interpretation of the musical just set to film. My thing is like, I, I want to hear your words. I don't want to hear like, like what is going on in the scene? Tell me. Have words. Don't like just sing random notes and then expect me to know what you're doing. That's not how this works. I, th- I, think, I think the reason you don't like opera is because boring as fuck. Most, most operas are sung in other languages. So you just don't know what they're saying, which is why that. you can't, watch, which is why you can't appreciate. I watch anime. I listen to Puerto Rican music. I listen to German music. I listen to fucking everything. I listen to music from around the world. Don't yeah. have any fuck idea what they're saying. Fucking still get down with it. Opera? Yeah. No thanks. I'm not as much Maybe of a fan of opera. I think I'm not as much of a fan of opera, and it's just because I'm not as much of a fan of the amount of vibrato that is used in classical opera. So I love the music. I love the the orchestra, and I love the theatric the theatricality of an opera production. Um, but I can't get behind. Um, like I said, the amount of vibrato that they use, which is why I love musicals. Like free jazz, like you're just showing <laughs> off the whole time. Is it an art form? Yes. Is it a good art form? Absolutely. No. It's so hard. It free is jazz? so hard to do. Which is why I like the musicals, though, because it's a modern. It's the natural progression of what opera and that type of theater production became. I think, um, just kind of naturally, so that it's the opera style where you got a story, you've got an orchestra playing the music, you've got you know costumes and set pieces. But with a modern setting, mm. which I think is why I like musicals. But anyway, we we kind of digress there. Um, so would, where's my what's mine? Would you rather? I saw this on the internet. I changed it up a little bit. Okay. So would you rather live in the movie Mad Max, like a Mad Max environment, post apocalyptic oh Mad Max environment, or? Like a Jurassic World, Jurassic Park environment. Hmm. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Yeah. Really? Why? Yeah, I think I, I think I would. Why? Because at least the people aren't psycho. Because at least the world, as I know it, is still the same. You know, it's not post-apocalyptic where everyone's fighting over gas and nobody wears a shirt. <laughs> and everything everything's a desert wasteland right and the people are all psycho right because yeah. that's usually usually post-apocalyptic settings kind of follow similar tropes you know scarcity of resources um psycho people you know think like mad max think water world um you know one's in the desert one's on the ocean but the the tropes are the same and at least in Jurassic World or Jurassic Park or something like that, society as we know it is still pretty much the same. Um, so I think I would do that. So the only thing basically out of the ordinary is dinosaurs. All right. So how about this? Fine. Now, dino- Jurassic Park or a zombie apocalypse? See, again, or same, how about same this? Thing. Mad Max or zombie apocalypse? Okay. 
if that's the case, probably zombie apocalypse. Yeah, me too. Because I, f- because I feel better prepared to handle that because yeah. I've seen enough of The Walking Dead to know <laughs> the do's and don'ts. Well, there's there's and, and that genres kind of, of everything about it now. Think about the I Am Legend right. zombies. Oh, oh man. Okay, that would be a good debate topic. Which movies zombies are the most terrifying? Oh, that's a hard one. That'd be a good one because I think it's a three-way toss-up between I Am Legend, Twenty Eight Days Later, and uh, World War vampires. Z. No, 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 Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh yes. Okay. Or in World those War zombies were terrifying. And World War Z. All three of those have equally terrifying zombie concepts. That would be an interesting one to explore yeah, because I definitely have Halloween. Oh, we should, well, we didn't. We didn't do anything on Halloween, did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. We did. Uh, I don't remember. We did a Halloween special, though, right? I thought no, no, we were going to, but we didn't end up doing it because you were having your um, oh, you were having your internet problems were yeah, your internet right. issues at the time. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. I mean, you know what? I'm gonna actually write that down because today we looked through yeah our debate topics. We need to get to the point where we're probably gonna get to the point eventually where we try to reuse yeah. debate topics. Hopefully, with uh, you know all of your guys' submissions. We get to the point that where we just nice. look at a list of a couple hundred things and go, we're doing this one this week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ooh, excuse me. All righty. But yeah, so that's my would you rather. Podcast. Um, which movie has the scariest zombies? Mm-hmm. All right. Back to our main. Oh, wait. Yeah, we're, we finished our main scene. Yep. That's it. So, All right. Here's the highlight and the title namesake of today's podcast, which is usually what it is, is yes. our debate topic for today. And now, that, Jones, I, I don't, think you're, I don't think you're ready for the beatdown you're about to get here. Well, there can't be a beatdown. Oh, shit. Absolutely, there can be. You know why? I'll tell you once my my screen is bigger, or we're uh... once once you make yourself bigger. Once I, yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. I'll just go to my prostate exam for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to get your shit together here. Well, you know, I changed the stuff and did the thing, and then now we're here. You know, the bada bing, bada boom. All right, I'm ready. So, I feel All very, right. very strongly about this topic. Of I know you do. What is the best but sauce? That do, your opinion doesn't translate to the wider world. Yes, Actually, I take that back. Your opinion on your favorite sauce doesn't translate outside the Midwest. That doesn't mean it's and... not correct. <laughs> that just means if, that... if that's how you want to play it. If that's that how you want to play it. That... All right, I'll let you go first. That just means that people might not have experienced the just beautiful thing that is ranch dressing. Ranch dressing, this man says. Yeah, what's yours? Mine is the greatest sauce of all time. The sauce that epitomizes the sauce is the boss mantra barbecue sauce. No. (laughs) Yes. 
All barbecue right. sauce. I will. I will start this. All I'm not, right, I'm you not go even going to go any. I'm not going to even go into any stats when I start this. I'm just going to talk. You about don't it. have any. Oh, I have them. I got four or five pages pulled up. It was so easy to find. Talking about earlier, you couldn't find shit. I couldn't find usable shit. Well, I'll tell you what. All right. Is the best. And here's the reason. You know what makes barbecue sauce better? Ranch. You know what you dip your, your, your barbecue chicken wings in? Ranch dressing. You know what you dip your pizza in? Ranch dressing. You know what you put on your salads? Ranch dressing. You'll put on literally anything you could possibly want in the entire world? Ranch dressing. It's by far the best because it's the most versatile. It's good by itself if you really want to. You can eat it with celery. Celery tastes like literally nothing. You know what makes celery and carrots and stuff taste good? Ranch. It's, you don't have like celery and carrots by itself. You dip it in ranch. I do. <laughs> I like raw carrots. <laughs> Gross. Ranch is the best by far. It's it's not even it's not even close. I put ranch and I do get made fun of for for it sometimes. I put ranch on literally everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Let me uh let me take a moment to rephrase all of your opening statements. Do you know what Midwesterner people Midwesterners dip their barbecue wings in ranch. You know what Midwesterners put on their pizza ranch. Sure, you're correct there, but it doesn't extend outside the Midwest. Mm, I don't and that. there are a lot I've of people that a don't lot like of ranch. I don't like ranch. You don't like ranch? I'll throw it out there. I don't like ranch. How the fuck are we friends? <laughs> <laughs> How have we been friends this long? And I just find out you don't like ranch. All the times we've gone to B-dubs and you haven't noticed that I just give you my ranch? Do you think I was just being nice? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew I really like ranch. <laughs> I mean, you could order as much as you want. I didn't have to give you mine. No, ranch is actually kind of nasty. And it looks like jizz. All the more reason to have it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're nasty. Okay. All, All right. right. Go. Give me my timer. Barbecue sauce is the best sauce in the world. And here's a couple reasons why. Barbecue sauce dates back to the 17th century. The earliest record of barbecue sauce being used in some part of the world, which was actually South America, um, dates to the 1600s. Which means, ever since then, literally like 600 years, people around the world have been eating some form of barbecue sauce. It, it barbecue sauce is in 26% of all restaurant menus worldwide, Jones. Worldwide. 26% of all restaurants around the world have barbecue sauce on their menu. Here's another thing. The barbecue sauce industry earned 1.9 billion, not million, billion dollars this year worldwide sales. And also, I found a list of the top 10 most popular sauces around the world. Do you know what sauce is not on there? Well, ranch. Technically dressing. Do you want to know which sauce ranked number six around the world for popularity? Barbecue. There are four major regions in the United States alone, each with their own spin on barbecue sauce. There is an entire food group simply called barbecue, each with its own special barbecue sauce. So, yeah. Okay. Barbecue is the best. It can be uh, tomato-based. It can be vinegar-based. 
Ugh. it can be soy based. Oh, vinegar based sauces are the best. They got disgusting. they got the zing. They got some tang to them. Okay, you go to McDonald's. You order your chicken nuggets. What sauce are you getting with them? Ranch. Be honest. <laughs> McDonald's doesn't even sell ranch sauce, do they? Yes, they do. It's the deli- that's actually really good ranch sauce. If I'm be honest, that's some that's some banging ranch sauce. Okay, but for normal people, ranch. they get their chicken nuggets and they get it with barbecue sauce. No, it's, they don't. it's it's a it's not even a forethought. It's an afterthought. You get it with ranch. You know what you no. get you know what you get with chicken tenders? You get fucking ranch. Maybe. At maybe. Beat-ups, maybe. Maybe if okay, you don't have okay, ketchup. okay, okay. Maybe. Okay. You get it with a side of ranch, it comes with barbecue sauce. No. It comes with barbecue ranch. sauce is the primary. No, no, no. no. Bar- it comes with barbecue sauce on it. If you go to beat ups right now, you can get barbecue sauce flavored wings. You can't get ranch flavored wings. You know why? Because ranch is a secondary dipping sauce no because it is not a primary source of flavor like barbecue it's a flavor enhancer that's why so it's a secondary sauce no it's a flavor not a primary it's a primary. nobody merit nobody marinades their baby back ribs in ranch they marinate it in barbecue sauce you know what you're you telling me you toss some ranch in there toss some barbecue sauce there in there toss you know a little salt and pepper and, and some some uh lorries in that bitch you marinate that shit in and ranch and barbecue sauce because that shit is fucking delicioso. It might be, but you're the only person I've ever heard actually do that. Yeah, because I'm looking for me. the vast majority of. <laughs> now you just pack on muscle better than the rest of us by eating a lot. And you know what I eat a lot of? Ranch. Is ranch known around the world? You know, what? I have a stat here actually. Um, Where'd it go? Ranch is found in, uh, on more than half of restaurant menus in 75% of homes in the United States. 75% of people in the United States. That's an awfully convenient statistic to pull out of your ass for somebody who doesn't like statistics. <laughs> I'm just saying. I never said. I just said statistics work. The reason I don't like statistics is that they work for both sides. Because you can pull statistics out. I can pull statistics out. There's still statistics. They might be right. They might have surveyed 77 people in the United States, and 45 of them came from the Midwest, and 35 of them came from Texas, and they all like But ranch. somehow, 75% of all households have ranch, huh? That's what's wrong with statistics. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe that statistic is wrong. Or maybe it's based on ranch sales, which is over a billion-dollar industry, of course, because it's delicious. You can only put... So... so a plate of your a plate of your barbecue sauce. You can put barbecue okay. sauce on some things and they're delicious. On right? most meat things you can put it on. Some. Yeah. Right? So you're one to put that in the grill and barbecue it. But uh but you can't put that bitch on a salad. You're not put Actually put, you can. You're not putting You can do a bar- you barbecue not. chicken salad? Yeah, with ranch in it. It makes more sense to do it with ranch, but you can do it with barbecue. You can definitely do it with barbecue. You know what also makes a lot of sense? Just eating ranch. That's, that's, that's ranch by itself is nasty, dude. Oh, it's the best. I'll eat. Okay, Literally, all right. I'll eat a Are there ranch? I don't care. Can't tell the difference between the white sauces, huh? No. Um. Are there four major regions of the United States that have their own particular spin on ranch? 
No. But you got KC style barbecue. You've got Memphis style barbecue. You've got Texas style barbecue. And I forget what the last one is. I think all of them uses as dipping. The OG ranch dressing. That proves my point. Even if they do use ranch for dipping, even if it is a secondary sauce as a additive to it is not a need. I've I've gone twenty nine I've gone almost thirty years without a single drop of ranch in my barbecue, and I have never once thought you know what this really saucy, delicious concoction exactly. concoction could use? It's so a good nastier, speak about a it. nastier sauce no, it's to, it makes to it cover creamy. up the flavor of the delicious sauce that's already there. Mm-mm. It makes it creamy and delicious. You you pour a little bit of that, oh. that ranch on there, dip it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You just put so much on there that you can barely taste it. That's what I do. And what most of the people do. Talk about that's right. You you cover up all the flavor, all the good flavoring, with this nasty ranch no, flavor. I drown out all the bullshit and then put ranch on it. Just like pizza. I di- scoop. Scoop out. Hold on, pizza. hold on. We're not talking about pizza here. I know ranch goes good on pizza because a lot of people like that. But we're talking about what is barbecue and how barbecue. massive... It is around the world. Every major region around the world has their own spin on barbecue and their own special barbecue sauce so, to go with it. Okay. So here every region around the world. People don't even need barbecue sauce to be to, to consider what they do barbecue. What? No. Because you got dry rubs, you got all kinds of stuff. Barbecue sauce isn't needed. Actually, a lot of barbecue is based on fucking dry rubs and shit in the southeastern and southern states. It's not barbecue sauce. Maybe uh-uh. like most states. They have sauces. Carolina no, is well known for Carolina barbecue sauce. You get a big old dry rub on that fucking pork belly. Mm-hmm. They still based it. And you know what they do? In a dry rub belly? is the base of the flavoring, but you 